Hey, y'all, what's up? I'm Dr. King, y'all, and joining us real soon will be the Peace Dealer. The Peace Dealer will be joining us momentarily. We're going to be talking about quite a few things. So just tune in. He'll be with us in just a few moments. Y'all don't think he's with me, do you? Say something, bro. What it do? Oh, say it again. I don't think they heard you. What it do, what it is. <laughs> Got the Peace Dealer coming to you live and direct. So this brother is real. He's a young entrepreneur. And uh, I just love his spirit. I love his tenacity, his drive, his ambition, what he's doing. And uh, I'm going to learn from him. We're going to learn from each other. And we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, bro. I'll see you on IG in a minute. Sweet. All right, brother. All right. So as I said, he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to say to my ladies and gentlemen out here, um, I know it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so I want to honor you today. Uh, any survivors of breast cancer, I want to honor you, pray for you, pray with you, and let you know that God is good. God is good. And I appreciate each and every last one of you for, for fighting, for holding on as long as you can, for holding on as long as you have held on. And I want to take a few moments of silence to remember those men, women, and children that have passed away from uh, breast cancer. I want to acknowledge all men, all women, all children that have passed away from breast cancer. I also want to take a moment of silence and remember every man, woman, and child that has been a victim of domestic violence. I want to acknowledge every man, woman, and child that had survived domestic violence. I just want to remember each, I want, I want to reach out to every last woman, man, and child that has had to experience that hardship, that tragedy, that prison. You can be free today. You could be free in knowing that you have a choice. You could, you could be free in knowing that you are in control of your own life, your own destiny. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are thought about. And you matter. Anyone that's ever told you that you're not good enough, remember that you are. For every person that tells you that you can't, remember that you always can. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you're not sufficient, that you're inadequate. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than adequate. You are all that you need. When you look at yourself in the mirror, I want you to realize how beautiful you are how bold and brilliant and intelligent you are. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Don't ever deviate from that. No man, woman, or child can ever deny your presence. No man, woman, or child can ever deny who you are. Don't let anyone limit you. Don't let anyone tell you that you have limitations because you do not. Get to know yourself. Love yourself. You are all that you need. I remember as a child and as a young adult, a teenager, I was told that I always had to learn the hard way. A hard head make the soft behind. I didn't want to listen. It's not that I didn't want to listen. It's just that what I was being told, it just didn't resonate with my spirit. Sometimes in our lives, we may not feel like we are good enough for this other person. But realize that you are extraordinary. That person just may not be good enough for you. As they say, one person's trash is another person's treasure. Not to say that any of you are trash. Today is Manifesting Our Mondays. What are you manifesting? Are you looking to build a relationship with your soulmate? 
or are you looking to build a relationship with your twin flame? Because there is a difference, and we're going to talk about that on Relationship Thursdays. This Thursday, we're going to talk about it on the clubhouse. Of course, you already know I got to stop by here and say hi to y'all before I go to the club. Then I'm going to bring y'all to the club with me. The peace dealer going to be joining us soon. He's going to be joining us in the club, too. Let's see where our brother is. There he is. There he is. I was having some mishaps real quick, but we here. So let me bring up the speed. I was just um, I was just talking about our our our, you know is breast cancer awareness month and domestic violence awareness. So I was just uh, sending shouts out to the survivors of uh, Mm -hmm. breast cancer and domestic violence survivors. So I want to acknowledge all of you all. Thank you all so much for joining. I appreciate you all. You know, the Peace Dealer is in the house. I welcome all your folks. Appreciate all y'all for showing that love and support. Man, brother, our conversation has just been remarkable, man. I love your energy. I love what you are doing for the community. I love the strength that, that you that you display, man. Like you are you are bold with it. You making it rain. Like you doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. You are following your purpose. And I need you. You are standing on your troops. And I respect that. Not too many men out here just gonna get out here and do what you have done. Right? Even sometimes we go against ourselves and think like I should be doing this. But God has another plan for us. So God will reroute us and put us on the right path that we need to be on in order for him to make us great. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. See, see that hard head that they say make us soft behind? Because I was always told a hard head make us soft behind, right? Right, right, right. That hard head that I had got me on this road to a master's degree. It got me on the road to a double doctor's degree. It got me on this road where I'm a Reiki master teacher and healer. It got me on the road where I'm able to communicate with brothers like yourself and other celebrities and people around the world. See that hard right. head? Uh-uh. I ain't going for that. Mama, I love you. Grandmama, I right. love you. Big mama, I love you. But that hard head, I, sometimes you got to go against the grain. Yeah, yeah. It ain't that you don't love true. your family, right? It, it, it's mm-hmm. just that you see a bigger vision. You got a bigger vision. You see what God wants you to do. You got to do what's right for you. So that mm-hmm. hard head. Tell us about that hard head, bro. <laughs> uh, the stubbornness. Head, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm very stubborn. I got my. Uh, first of all, shout out to all of y'all who joined. Uh, thank you guys. I don't I don't go live that much, but when I do, it's with cool people's. And it's a cool time. So, um, yeah, I mean, are you reference? Are you are you are you saying that to reference your chart, or you were just saying? No, general? no, 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 not at all. No, I'm talking like real life. This ain't had nothing to do with the chart. This right, right, right. me having a hard head. You having a hard head. Like we have both come from that background where we have had we hard headed, we stubborn, we stuck in our own. My stubbornness got me to where I am today, That's just like awesome. you. I feel you. Yep. My point. Yep. So, so I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your cousin, your your grandmama, your granddaddy telling you. No, if it ain't right with your spirit, you ain't got to do it. You respect them, but it's okay to go against the brain. And and as an extension, because, you know, talking about my journey uh, on our previous interview, what I what I didn't get to say is my understanding of Christianity came full circle, whereas before my understanding of Jesus was just based on the Bible. And I, just when I was starting to like give up on my belief in Christ, astrology helped me restore my faith in Christ and the word made flesh. And so now my belief and understanding in Christianity isn't based on just the Bible, but more just in life and, and living that example. So, um, personally, I didn't get back in the day when Jesus would spit that verse, 
if you don't hate your own parents, you're not gang. Like, I don't mess with you. Like, you know, that parable where it's like, hey, I mean, I want to join you guys, but I want to bury my parents first. I want to say bye to my family. And Jesus was like, peace. Like, you can't. Well, like, you're not you're not ready. And, and I didn't get that. But now I get that. I mean, he's not saying the commandments say on. It's the only commandment with the promise, honor your parents. And he doesn't want to go against that. But he's saying if you're if you're passionate, to do what you want to do isn't so stubborn, isn't so real that you don't hate your own parents, then you're not about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and it, it really hits home. Like, even if your own parents tell you to go against that path of truth, you, you got to still walk that path, even That's if right. it means. That's right. right. Because we are on our own journey and we signed a contract. Mm. We signed a contract. In With the, their soul. In the spiritual realm. For the soul, for the spirit, we are we, we we signed a contract with our spiritual parents before we got here. Then when we got here, we signed another contract. Mm. Those obligations, right? And those soul contracts and those and those um, which you know, ironically, are sometimes with people in this life we have problems with, mm-hmm. and we may not realize that we signed that contract to beef with each other or to to develop our character and being this oppositional force for each other and or maybe with friends who are helped, meant to help you actually grow better or both and vice versa. So, you know, one thing that I've learned is the more I know myself and the more I know who I am, the more I'm able to recognize that in other people and to deal and accept other people for who they are. And it's just that's been right. very fast. That's right. That's it. That's it. Just as, just as, like what you just said, accept them for who and what they are. They also have to accept you for who you are and what you are. And my biggest mistake was enabling people to not, it's almost as if I allowed myself to dim my light to make other people comfortable. You can't do that. Right. And I had to, I had to take responsibility for that. I couldn't blame other people for not seeing me as I am because I let them Mm -hmm. see me as an idea in their head. And now I started showing up as myself, whether they like it or not. Like, you know, it's like, this is who I am. Yeah, that's it. Know thyself, love thyself, heal thyself. Right. That's what it's all about. So the brother, the journey, it ain't for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. That's one thing. That's one thing I had to learn because at first, you know, when you step in this journey, it's like everyone has to awaken and we all have to be spiritual, right? Like, right. how come you don't get it? Wake up. And then I realized everyone's at a different place in their journey. Not everyone even signed up for this. And that's what made me come into such a respect for this. Yeah. Because what you have is you have some people who just jump in this path and feel like they can channel aliens willy nilly and and say, you know, um, all sorts of spiritual sounding things. And then at the first mishap, now they run back to Christianity and, you know, it, it gives this misleading image of the path and, and like, you know, what it means to to be this. And on the other side, you have all these people who feel like they can become overnight witches and just like do all sorts of spells because they never really had an opportunity to find their identity. And so they're going on these social media trends to to kind of find it that way. And when they're hit with difficulty, you see their true colors. And that's that's one thing that this path has taught me is that when difficulty and conflict comes, who are you really? Yeah. And there's so many, one thing I've seen on this, there's so many people are like, oh, love and light, call on the angels, you have spirit guides. But those same people will be like, what do I do? Like, when right. they really have people, what do I do? I'm like, well, what happened to your spirit guides? Yeah. Like, where are they at? Like, As you, I- you, you, you build your whole platform talking about you cool with the spirits, but now you're worried and, and you don't believe in them anymore. So it really shows you who's who. Yeah. Who has faith? Who really walks their talk? It's, it's just very fascinating. It is, brother. I'm gonna tell you this. Like we just had a conversation briefly. God will test you, right? If yes. God, if God don't test you, see, He allow things to happen to test you to see see if you're gonna waver, see if you're gonna keep your eyes focused on, see if you're gonna trust Him, right? 
So when I lost, when, when I became homeless and I lost, when I lost my sister to cancer, uh, stage four pancreatic cancer, when I was losing custody of my children and selling my vehicles based on child support and homeless, living in a tent for three and a half years, bro, I tested me. He had to test me. And I didn't waver. I didn't cuss God. I know that God had a calling for me. There's a reason for my life. There's a reason why I'm here. And my testimony is going to bless somebody. I don't care if it just blesses one person. It's going to bless somebody. Somebody's going to get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like you said, when you're going through that fire, like like, like me, Shaq, Shadrach, and Abednego, right. then the slave names. Then they're slave names. But when you go through the fire, like those three boys, when you go through the fire, like Daniel did, when you go through the fire, Jonah Jonah was buried in a well for three days. When when you go through the the fire like Jonah did, you know, he had 12 brothers, 12 different tribes, right? He was his favorite father's son. Right. Went through it. He had to go through the hell to come out as a what? A pharaoh. Yeah, right. go through it like Luther, Moses. Moses had to go through the hell to come out as what the anointed one of God for years later, too. And we want to rush everything. Yeah, and one thing you said that was <clears throat> so key, I think the most beautiful thing you said because, like, once again, I, I spoke about certain people who I started this path with. I don't want to say names because I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm throwing shade on certain people. But you see certain people who started off their path with the right vision versus now they they let a little bit of fame and notoriety get to their heads. Like some people want to be famous with this. Some people want to be celebrities with this. And this is not about being a celebrity. The most important thing that you said was even if one person gets blessed, that's what it's about. But what you see with social media is now people start to develop egos and personas wow, I can use my gift to reach out to thousands of people. And I'm not going to lie, like there's a good feeling when you know that a lot of people know your name. But the difference is I can lose all my followers today. I can lose everything today. And it's not going to stop a single thing I do. I will start from scratch because I don't do this to reach out to millions of people. If my work helps one person, that's what, because I'm of service. I'm not a celebrity. I'm a servant. I'm here to serve. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. And this is where people can have the talents and the skills, but you've got to look at their character just because someone can read Tower Astrology. Are they a narcissist, right? Do they care more about their image or do they care more about the service they're putting in? Right. And exactly. That's really what, you know, at this stage of my journey, I'm learning to embrace more, for sure. That's it, man. And, and that's important. You got to stay true to yourself. You got to stay real to yourself because if you can't be real for you and love you, you definitely can't be real for nobody else. So it's all about transparency, accountability, and just being real. That's yeah. it. That's it. All right, so we were talking about astrology, right? We're talking a little bit about birth choice and natal choice and all that stuff, y'all. We're about to get into it. I'm Dr. King. Y'all, I want to appreciate y'all for joining us. Joining us is our very special featured guest, the Peace Dealer. So real quick before we get into this thing, y'all, because I don't forgot what time we look like. But before we get into this thing, uh, we want to take a few moments to just acknowledge those men, women, and children that have uh, passed away from bre- uh, breast cancer and domestic violence. Also, we want to take a moment, a few moments of silence uh, and remember those men, women, and children that have been survivors, that are survivors of both breast cancer and domestic violence. So I said my piece to you all. Here's an opportunity for the peace dealer to speak to y'all real quick. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, Eve's song, Love is Blind, and it'll take over your mind. You know how we had the, the yes. classics going up. And that was a, a great homage to domestic violence because it's just, it's not really stuff that is openly talked about. People don't want to admit that they go through stuff like that. And to just have a space where people can be free to, to share their experiences and be willing to come out, whether, and even for men, you know, a lot of people don't know it's the other way around too, but regardless of which way it expresses, you know, I'm just kind of grateful that compared to previous decades, there's just more of an outlet to to bring awareness to this and, you know, to encourage people to, which I think is the issue, no one wants to share that they got abused. Like that could be very embarrassing. 
So, you know, I will always, always, always encourage to put that bet on yourself and, and, and speak out because from experience, when you speak out, it encourages other people to speak out, maybe even if it's with the same person. And it's always worth it to, to really be courageous, even if it, it doesn't pay out initially. And that's really all I can, you know, share regarding that. Like, don't necessarily be afraid to share your experiences to the right people. Right. Sure. And, and, you know, brother, uh, it's interesting the different types of relationships and the dynamics that's in these relationships, right? So I want to just mention this. You've got women that are in relationships that are being abused and they're afraid to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Thinking that it's going to get better. Hoping that this is going to be the last time he hits me. Right. Right? Hoping that this will be the last time that they get into a fight. Right. And my message to them is to leave as soon and as quickly as you can because it's only going to get worse and your life matters. Yeah. Your life matters. We have to protect our children. We have to protect our women. We got to stand up and be accountable and do what we are put on this earth to do, serve, help, and heal. Right. And and I, I love that you said that because, you know, it's it can be very difficult for, for the man or especially the woman to leave because to get in that relationship, they've never been shown that they're valuable. Right. Because women who know their worth do not tolerate that shit. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not, you wouldn't have to tell them to leave the moment someone does that, but, but men you know and women what? You know what? I, I got to, let me interject. Let me say this though. Right, I, right. Same, but then there's the other component. They got children together. They've been married. Oh, right, right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so some of them, that's all they know. They've been in this yeah. one relationship with this man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and so cool. they have everything. They don't have anything else to go through. To go to, yeah. you know. Some women are in mar- in these marriages for years, for decades, bro, and truly love their partner too. Yeah, they yeah. abuse for the sake of the children, for the sake of a false comfort, false security, false protection. Or, or some of them are, you know, they've been told, oh, it's against your religion to divorce, so you just got to work it out. Just got to yeah. work it out. And they're yeah. afraid of being homeless, right? So it's a lot of contributing factors. I've had, I've had married, married women, friends of mine, reach out to me and say, hey, I can't deal with this no more. I'm leaving my husband, you know, and ask me to volunteer and help to pack up their stuff while he was gone. You know, I had a sister that was married to a minister. I've been on her over 20 years, married to a minister. And things was just bad at home. And she's like, I can't take it no more. He owns everything. Her name's not on the, on the house, on the cars. Her name's not on anything. He put his name on everything in the church's name. So if, if he left her, he left her with nothing. So now she has to start over. So people have to look at that from different type of perspectives too. Right? Yeah. No, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because... Um, from the outside looking in, it's just so easy to tell them, just leave, just leave, just leave. But, you know, these these are real things that when it's all said and done, they have to deal with. And not everyone, anyone else. So, and yeah, then, uh, who's this? Yeah, I'm different. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you all for tuning in, uh, for joining us on this live chat with the Peace Dealer. I appreciate y'all, all your, all your followers, Peace Dealer. I appreciate y'all. Uh, want to show y'all some love. Definitely. We appreciate uh, you all love, light vibes. Everybody that's coming in the room, we want to honor you and, and we appreciate you. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, we know that it's not always easy for the ladies to, to leave like that. We know sometimes they got, they got to plan a, a smooth getaway, a smooth escape, you know, because if they don't, you know, we've seen that over and over again. Now here's the other flip side of it, bro. You got men that are being abused by women too. And, and those stories not really coming out like that. Because as an, a man, you're not so, I mean, even some police officers will laugh at you. Just be like, really? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to handle that. But it's unfortunate because, you know, we're, we're as men taught to not share what, how we feel. 
and we just have to kind of like take it. I don't know how more common that is, but it is a thing. And like, there's no outlet for that. Like, we're not taught to kind of like, <laughs> what were you going to tell? Like, oh, and it's just so embarrassing. Right. Even like, man, my wife slapped me, or man, my girlfriend slapped the sh- <laughs> And we'll think it's normal. Like, right. okay, just got to take it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but you know, who, who, who do you turn to, right? <laughs> who, who can you run to? <laughs> and I'm not making light of situations. I'm not. Right, right. I've been in situations where a woman thought it was cool to put her hands on me. You know what I'm saying? And that ain't cool under no circumstance. I don't let no men put their hands on me. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's that's a whole nother story. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have to be at a point where we, where we are open and honest with ourselves. And yeah. I'm glad that we're having this conversation because we're talking about astrology. We're talking about um, soulmates. We're talking about twin flames. And we're talking about time. All of this ends. So, with no further ado, brother, will you please do me the honors? And bless Word. You. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So, I noticed you're also alien. You have an alien construct in your chart. So, I can't hear you went in and out. My bad. I noticed you're also alien gang. You have an alien construct in your chart, notably Saturn, which is right next to your AC. So that actually makes you a Saturn instrument alien. And Saturn instrument aliens are able to construct beneficial role models for leaders, authorities, and men. Hold on, let me get that right. Um, identify others' paths, energetically detect the presence of lead, but also uh, confront the dark side and win, and also fight intergalactic wars. What this basically means in your chart is that you're an instrument of karma and destiny, mm-hmm. and you were chosen by destiny to represent this karmic lordship, which means God chose to bring a lot of the hardships of life on you coming into your Saturn return where you established this 2008 before the 2010. This is, and you just got out of that karmic cycle. So, you know, in in an easy way to, to think, you know, karmically, if people mess with you, they're screwed because you're an instrument of this karmic. Of course, it's a double-edged sword. If, 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 if you do something, you're not going to get a slap on the wrist right. because you have to be this example, right? But to see that the North Node is on your rising, in this life, it's your destiny to be yourself in the most serious and integral way because you are this instrument of real integrity. And what I love about the South Node in Pisces means that you're bridging this past life understanding of metaphysics and relationships with others. You're tying metaphysical divine understanding to divine partnerships. You're holding space to really teach people to cultivate. And Pisces has everything to do with the feet. So knowing that you're in a shoe business, especially for, you know, raising awareness, um, blew my mind. And it's very amazing. So archetypally, you know what I'm saying? The first house, basically, you got the natal chart. We see the zodiac signs. The 12 signs, of course, are more flavors of how these energies express because you were born under Leo season, but you're not a Leo. You're Dr. Kenya. So you have all the zodiac signs in your makeup. You were just like, you know what? I'm the king. So I got to I got to be the main character. So you chose Leo to represent three. But the significance here, Leo sons, like instead of you have 12 different houses, which show where this plays out. And then you have the planets, which are more like the, the action that plays out through the signs. So Saturn is karma. Mercury is your brain processing. The moon is your soul. The sun is your awareness. Venus is your heart. You have all this in Leo. You just decided to be super creatively focused here. And in the 12th house, as a Virgo rising, you're a legend. Legends are misunderstood in this life because your awareness of this transcendent creativity makes you an aspect of divine light. And you have the king of the gods, Jupiter, in here too. So just like Kanye West, just like Lizzo, like you have a larger than life presence, but that doesn't mean that you haven't gone through your fair share of difficulty. And this is what, you know, with Saturn coming around your sixth, you've not only cleared, but the North Node, as we can see, or rather the MC in Gemini, the North Node, which if we look at is two degrees, is coming around 
your actual legacy to change the culmination of everything you've worked hard. Cause your MC in Gemini means you're using social media broadcast platforms to push your message out there. Your legacy is to change the world in the way the world sees truth. And so it's cool because this foundation of Neptune and Sag, which is clairvoyant vision goes into how you enlighten the world individually, but the North node is coming to change your whole destiny and career and align you with the right people, which is how you're collaborating with people. Cause next year, Jupiter is going, going on your seventh and you're going to now you came through the, the lower dip, which was the challenge. Now you're coming into success, evolving partnerships next year. You're, you're, uh, slowly but surely coming to a lunar return. Uranus is exactly on your Chiron. And that's another cool thing. You have Chiron and Taurus that's opposite Uranus and Scorpio. And so Uranus and Scorpio is an extra dimensional aspect that ties you into the causal realm of the mind, but in the pure energy of Scorpio. So you have a very psychological attitude that's claircognizant. And I noticed that people born in the 70s, 80s with this, it's cool because you're a Reiki master. So Chiron is healing and you can channel natural energy to ground people. But with Uranus, you'll clear cognizantly know just where to touch people. And all of that squares Leo. So you feel divine light and pure energy through your your and your body to, to miraculously heal people, to come into so much great you know, energy and passion, but seeing it in your chart and knowing you're a Reiki master, I really appreciate that was what I'm normally kind of hesitant when I come, when it comes to work with Reiki. But when I saw that, I was like, I need to learn Reiki from you. Like I, I need to, I need to, I need to come here with her to be legit. And I just want to emphasize for all of you watching, any of you in the 12th house, y'all are legends. Y'all live a life misunderstood, especially with your moon that was born right before the new moon cycle, you give the gift of divine light to people and inspiration to believe in themselves, to believe in their heart's call. And it's really cool because you transcend that nature of awareness as the main character in an effort to really be this king, even though you've progressed, you know, long since passes, it's just very, it's very awesome to see. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a little sneak peek of your chart. We'll definitely go a lot more in depth when we when we talk uh, personally, and I give you a proper reading. But that's really what you know to see yourself as an instrument of destiny and the North Node or, or Saturn. Saturn is karma. It's the thirty year cycle through which, in this sense, you're an instrument of social karma, in that you analyze reality. The squares Neptune and Sag, so the clairvoyant visions you understand as a critic of Virgo rising means that hidden fourth house meaning Sagittarius critics unveil hidden meaning. And so all of you born in the 70s and 80s, y'all have clairvoyant visions with Neptune and, and it, it could be so quick that it's a thought, but like Neptune and Sagittarius through your visuals, intuitive connections to the astral realm and Saturn Virgo anchors it to hold it in check to reality so that your visions are actually, you know, based in reality and you're not just seeing whatever. Because, yeah, you can see visions, but can you discern what you're seeing? And so to see that you're an instrument of the North Node and Saturn means like people born in 79, but with the rising, you have the ability to control the destiny and karma of the social environment you're around because you are an instrument of it. And with all this royal Leo energy, you're a divine king and you're coming into this, you know, you're taking this expertise and you're ready to share with the world, which much on, I'm very honored that you had me on here too. So it's, it's really dope. Like, this is why I love reading charts because almost everybody, if not everybody has like these unique aspects that show literally superpowers. And speaking of superpowers, all this 12th house energy is supernatural. So because Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, and Aquarius are aspects of energy where you have natural energy, solar energy from the heart, pure energy from our sex lands, and just pure energy and then cosmic energy from the sky or your mind. You are a legend of harnessing energy and being able to generate socially all of this understanding. It's like you lead people back to the light of Christ. I'll say that, <laughs> within your mother, which is awesome. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all your followers. I appreciate all the love and support. So, yeah, y'all can hit up 
the peace dealer on his social media. Y'all can book special. He'll read that for y'all. He'll get y'all straight. That's what's up. And and just to, just to kind of touch on the metaphysical components, because you're you have a doctorate in metaphysics, and it's like you came into this lifetime with all that wisdom of metaphysics in relationships or in context to relationships with people. And it's just amazing to see you identify, you know, with that realistically. So it's awesome to see that in the chart, basically. <laughs> it's just cool. I appreciate you, man. Uh, you definitely opened up my eyes to uh, you know, different views. Uh, I'm August 21st. Those that have to with my August 21st, 1979, your your son is so close to Regulus, the fixed star. I was star. asking you to tell everybody my year, bro. They just asked when my birthday was, bro. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm in there, bro. Man, Fuck. To be fair, I showed the Saturn, so anyone would calculate it. But still, mm -hmm. I feel you. Um, I, I say that with honor because that's a that's an OG year. That's a really OG uh, period. And uh, if you study fixed stars, like President Trump and Drake, they're 29 degree uh, Leo risings. So anything close to that regulus is all, it's very prominent. It does speak of fortune. And um, after a period of difficulty, in some cases, really coming into that, because the 12th house is also the house of undoing and sabotage. We got Reiki so once the energy you in here. Reiki the energy. Liz, hey, Liz. Liz is lit. Liz is legit. She's Liz awesome. In here. Love. Yep. Go ahead. That's all. No, that's super awesome. No, yeah. If anything, um, yeah, like once you once you overcome so like with Leo and Virgo, sometimes Leo in the twelfth house can sometimes be too self-absorbed or just too passionate. And that can undo your Virgo rising that allows you to analyze and be in the moment. So when you overcome that, the Leo is now a superpower. And it's just this super generous, super strong. I, I see Leo as Wonder Woman, Superman energy because it's this, this, this is solar heart. So, yes, it's the divine light. It's the divine heart. It takes that creativity and raises that vibration accordingly, which is awesome. So let me ask you this for those that are just now tuning in, they're maybe new to all of this, and they are man, right? Like like men are trying to figure out what does all this mean? You know what I mean? How do we how do we how do we articulate it? How do we embrace it? How do we learn more about it? Like what what do you have to tell them? Yeah, men need to stop thinking that this is just for women. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Shout out, shout out to the actual real men who are who are not too cool to learn this because we need more male leaders in this community. Like we need, we need more men to kind of show up and like champion this because it augments everything you're doing. There are astrophysicists that need to know this and implement this into what they do. So um, the, 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 the perception around it is all off. And I feel like if people are just, it's really just the intellectual block because these, a lot of these men are lied to by fake scientists who tell them that it's bullshit, but they can't really properly debunk astrology because it, it's the truth. So, you know, being humble enough to actually learn the basics and then see for yourself if it resonates for you or not is a good way to start. And I mean, I'm just so glad to play a hand in the millions of men who will be into this because it's going to change the game. Like, I feel like once enough men realize the potential, because astrology is masculine too. Um, really, you know, tarot and di divination is more feminine. So really, it's the, it, you're going to have the man astrologer linking with the high priestess who does more of the divine arts. But somehow this all got to be seen as something only women do when no astrology is a science right it's something that both women and men can do but it's inherently masculine it has nothing to do there's the art of astrology of interpretation but it's purely science like the science of astrology is this planet is transiting this planet it's not about this planet is affecting you from miles away it's the language the reason why astrology and and here's the biggest question because there's so many people who call themselves astrologers, mm -hmm. but 
if they cannot, if you ask them, what is the relationship between the Earth's ecliptic? Women and men can do, but it's inherently masculine. It has nothing to do. There's the art of astrology, of interpretation, but it's purely science. Like the science of astrology is this planet is transiting this planet. It's not about this planet is affecting you from miles away. It's the language, the reason why astrology. And, and here's the biggest question. Because there's so many people who call themselves astrologers, but if they cannot, if you ask them, what is the relationship between the Earth's ecliptic path? What is the relationship between the sun's ecliptic path and the Earth's equator? And how does that make interpretations accurate? Or if you were to ask somebody, um, what's the relationship between the sun's ecliptic path and the earth's equator and they can't tell you how that creates the seasons which i'll break it down they are not a real astrologer because you have people who can read up oh this is what this sign means and this sign and and you have side real astrologers who base it off constellations which is not based in on science or anything realistic that's placebo astrology there's nothing real about that a lot of people who read astrology cannot tell you how transits actually work and you cannot call yourself a true astrologer if you cannot break that. This is all on astro.com. So if you type in astro.com in Google and you put Ophucus or new dates, that website gives such amazing resources. It will detail everything I'm saying. But basically the reason why, for example, when I was born, my son was in the constellation of Taurus, but I was born a son in Gemini. So why is it Gemini and not Taurus? The sun's ecliptic path intersects with the earth's equator, and that creates the seasons. You have the Tropic of Cancer, and you have the Tropic of Capricorn. This is broken down in quadrants that bring us the equinoxes and the solstices. This is what our ancient, and that's, that's what kills you. When you see men who are too good to, you know, learn astrology, that's what your ancient ancestors did. That's how your ancient ancestors hunted and gathered. They read the lunar cycles. They were able to tell whether, okay, there's equal day, equal night. These, these were OGs that didn't need, like, 
telescopes, right, the right. Dogons, hey, do the Dogons, straight, right. And so, you know, to let this new culture take your power away from you and just give you this manufactured bullshit where, you know, people live a lie, like, we need to take this shit back. So outside of that, their seasons are made. And the reason why... Aries is Aries isn't because it's in the constellation of Aries. The sun every day moves a degree along the ecliptic. And so when we come around in the northern hemisphere, the spring equinox, that is equal day, equal night, that is Aries. The sun is in that seasonal position. And so with the creation of these seasons, seasons, scientists have proven that seasons affect your temperament. So scientists will tell you that, oh, depending on what season it is, it'll affect your personality. But then they'll say that astrology doesn't affect your personality. That's astrology. It's basically, seasons affect your temperament. And we know that within a season, you have different zodiac signs and 30 degree quadrants. This is what's going to affect relative to the seasonal tropical nature of astrology, the nature of why these transits work. And so it's not because, oh, the planets affected me. No, they do. It's because of the mathematical angles. It's math and geometry, the language between the moon that opposes the sun, which is an opposition, 180 degrees, purely mathematical language. And that dialogue between what it means when the moon is half-phase or when it's full because if you go to Wikipedia, they'll say that astrology is a pseudoscientist that a pseudoscience that you know will, will show you uh, correlations as above so below, and it is as above so below. But on no basis could they say it's a pseudoscience when there there's look it up the Mars experiment or the Mars effect. This is replicated by skeptics only for them to prove it right on accident. So there, there's there's a lot of suppressed study to kind of and there's a of course the, the elites don't want. You because millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. And if they want to create a slave race of people, then they can't have you know this. So they deliberately lied and, and pay off scientists to lie about all this stuff. But personally, the reason why it works this way is because of the intersection between the sun's ecliptic path and the earth's equator, which creates the seasons, this geographically or or puts in a position the sun's path relative to the earth's rotation around it and revolution around it to based on how much sun we have on our earth govern the season and based on those seasons and the sun being dark or light that's what makes the zodiac so the zodiac is an invisible space it's not the constellation the constellations were made after the zodiac signs so there's the sun in the constellation gauge that's not what we do it's the invisible imaginary zodiacal space which if you look at that article on astro.com, we'll break it down, that with the mathematical breakdown of the equal day, equal night, or the most day, least night in cancer season, the solstice, or the winter solstice, least day, most night, that's what makes your sign what it is. And the relationship between the planets and the sun and that dialogue that the mathematical angles make is what, you know, makes the transits accurate. If an astrologer cannot tell you that they are not an astrologer. They're just a cookbook astrologer that read up and they clicked and it was and it took me years to, to really understand that passage. Can you hear me? It just it just it, just, it, just, it went up it went up an octave higher. Oh it's cool, it's cool. And so um to answer Nate's question Astro.com to me is the best free resource because they have gifted art and the people who made that deserve their award. Like the website is gangster. You can get up to 100 free charts on the extended chart selection and you pay like what, 15 bucks if you want to extend it to 1,000 charts you can pull up. It's a great resource for anyone getting into practicing astrology and doing consultations. You can pull up their free system and pull up the chart. You can pull up all sorts of asteroids. It is the best free resource that anyone that I would just encourage you to just pour in because so many articles and they're very experienced astrologers who made this site. So I'll swear by them. I'm personally um, making my own personal astrology system. That's really my next. It's going to take a lot of programming, maybe two years of writing, writing. That's really my next project. But yeah, yeah. Good. good. So again, the site is astro.com. Yes, sir.
All right. So right. Y'all, if, y'all, if, y'all, if you, if you type in Google, astro.com space Ophucus or astro.com space new dates question mark, it'll pull up that article. All right, guys. So for those of you that are interested in any readings, those of you that are interested in consultations with the peace dealer, hit him up. Hit him up. Go to his Instagram page. Hit him up. Make sure you follow him. And, and uh, follow, uh, follow me as well. Me as well. Uh, every uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time Zone, I do Relationship Thursdays on the Clubhouse. I join in with you guys on here for about 15 minutes on Thursday night, about 6, anywhere between 6 and 6.30. And then I uh, then I go live. I go live on the Clubhouse. So really quick, uh, before we get out of here, big brother, I know we got to go. Uh, let's talk about the difference between soulmates, twin flames, and how it all ties up with the old no great question um i've i've come to appreciate seeing so many archetypal connections through astrology it's helped me really understand how i used to project what i thought was a twin flame on people so what i realized is so many people who I figured were my twin flame were really my soulmates. Oh, I really just had a soulmate connection, right? Because, you know, I can think someone is my soulmate, but if they don't really acknowledge that, whether we have a connection or not, it is what it is. But there's connect, there's soulmate connections between moon signs, and what I've learned about the twin flame connection is... Somewhat archetypal. If we take like Isis, Osiris, Michael, Lucifer. If we take, if we take, I like to be. I like to see twin flame is not something you have, it's something you are. Right, right. So concerning concerning the whole twin flame dynamic, like like you're speaking of an aspect of yourself that you share with somebody because in the 3D we can think of ourselves as one person. But as a twin flame, we would not partner together on one person. And so you're fulfilling a massive archetype. And because we are a tight dimension, what you'll see with twin flame means, like some people say, the same way, clear, or whatnot, you're seeing an extra dimensional vibration, playfully masculine and feminine all throughout the world. And in our ego, we can think that it's relative to us, but we're playing out a twin flame. And so when you see it like that, you start to take it less personally, and you stop looking for a twin flame because you don't find a twin flame. And in order to attract this sense of connection, you have to live and be yourself quintessentially. I've met soulmates who I had a connection that bears that archetype and helps you understand this twin flame counterpart. Personally, I've learned to recognize the twin flame relationship within other people, experiences, because I'm realizing I'm not just a human. I'm a multi-dimensional being, and this twin flame partnership is not just in one human Even though there could be someone who anchors it, and I'll be open to that, I've come, I've come to learn what, what really helped me realize this is. I remember too, like I was asking this, my twin flame, my twin flame, and the voice, I, the, 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 the message I got and received was, until you know, know you are fully then you'll know those part parts because that's how you'll know how to recognize them because you understand yourself so if you don't if you still don't know if you still can't find this it's because you still need to put in the work to understand yourself and i feel like some people that's i feel like some people don't want to put in that work or patience because people could treat it like a fairy tale romance that they just want to you know say a prayer and then the love of their life enters their life and these unions are not about romance it's about fulfilling your mission together. It's about unlocking the compliments that both of you challenge each other to be. So, I mean, there's so much rhetoric and and commentary about sacred partnerships or twin flames and soulmates. And I've come to see that twin flames are soulmates. Um, I don't really kind of separate the two. It's just a type of soulmate union that is a lot more pure, Right, right, then, then karmic, karmic soulmates, soulmates 
or familiar familial soul peaks. Um, it's just, I, I hate to talk about it like that because now we're like compartmentalizing different parts. And I feel like the whole twin flame union is beyond our third dimensional view on how we speak about dating and marriage. And it's, this is why it's so hard for people because we try and put that twin flame in a box. And be like, oh, they have to be with me in a relationship when really, you know, the connection you have with that person transcends this reality. Like after you relieve the suit, you're still connected to it. So it's it's very deep. It's very deep. But the, the misconceptions around it where people are like, oh, I don't want my, my soulmate. I want my twin flame. It's kind of misleading to say that because it, it, the twin flame is a type of soulmate connection. It's, it's just it's one of that. That's the other half of your soul. Or um, but yeah. Definitely the complete half and whole. They they are the whole. I'm telling you. They are the whole, right? Yeah, yeah. When you run, when you come across your twin flame, you will know it. You will know it. You ain't got to guess what love is. You you don't don't guess what whether or not this is your twin. Everything is just going to align. Right? It's gonna be it's gonna be scary. Right? Well, I not say that because you right negatives we are so used to things being scary we are so used to the word fear so let me not say that you are going to be amazed when you when you, if you come across your twin flame in this lifetime you will be amazed everything is going to line up you're literally looking at yourself and another person. That's it. So, so that's why, like, if you can't recognize and understand you, you're not going to recognize that. You will walk past them on the street. You have to do the inner work. You have to know thyself. You have to walk on your path because you're not going to run into them if you're trying to be like somebody else. They're only going to meet you on your path, not looking for them, because you can't be on your path looking for your twin flame. You got to be on your path doing you, and that's what's going to. While they're on their path, boom, boom. I want to quote. I want to read something on your page uh, by Michael Inebe Jr. Inebe or Nebi. I got it. The universe is experienced through frequencies and vibrations. Which is what we're talking about. Life is one huge symphony. Being that we live as a part of a song. If I had two daughters, I would name the first the first melody and the second daughter harmony. That's what this relationship between physical and spiritual realm has got to be like the peace dealer, peace and harmony. And that's how you recognize your twin flame. Now, if you crazy and you all wild, that's what you attract that too. You might attract that too. when you find your twin flame, you're gonna know it. You're gonna realize it. it's gonna be an amazing journey. I met mine recently. Unfortunately, she's married. Right, right. And and well, here's the thing: like it feels like that, but when you come to embrace the path, like maybe it's a better thing. We never, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it reminds me of Hancock. Hancock. You've seen you the movie see with Will Smith. Smith. Right, right. That's a that's twin flame relationship, but like, like she was she already married. Like she like got she married to somebody else with kids, kids, even though she was she married to him forever. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. you know, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. That's how I'd be. Listen, I'm going to share this. I saw this on your face, man. I shared it with you earlier, but. On your post, you say, your soulmate probably finishing their divorce this month. Just hang on. Because, 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 in me. It'd be like that, too. Hey, okay. 
real it's been fun i i love and i appreciate you all your followers uh, all of our viewers we appreciate you guys for joining us on this evening uh it's been fun it's been real we'll definitely do it again uh join me thursday the time's off on clubhouse go to my my instagram my link my link tree link Click on Clubhouse. Join me on the Clubhouse. Right. Make sure y'all follow me. Subscribe to me on Clubhouse. And uh, looking forward to building healthy relationships, y'all. Burning my stage. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Any final words before we get up, brother? Honestly, um, I mean, so many of us have you know, been on such a long journey of discovery and everyone watching and involved here is, has, has gone through our own personal hells or challenges. And we've, we've, shown, we've shown ourselves that when the times get hard, we can make it through. And so coming into these harder times coming up, it's time to show ourselves and the world what we're made of. And I just want to congratulate each and every single one of you for making it to this section of the Hunger Games, to make it this far. And, you know, I thought this was Game of Thrones. Right. It is Game of Thrones now. Sure, we're about to see the dragons come through. You know what I just watched? Uh, sometimes, like, we talk about the clairvoyant piece and the visions. You know what I just watched last night, bro? I had to watch the movie Divergent. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. Some of y'all gonna get that in a minute. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. yes, yes. I'm definitely a divergent myself. Divergent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Movie divergent. Guys, I'm a master teacher. Those of you that are interested in my services, you guys can see me at DM. Uh, I do uh, one-on-ones. I also do group uh, Reiki sessions as well. I have an online course also. Uh, uh, before we leave, I want to do a little Reiki on everyone that's in here. So if you're experiencing any pain, any discomfort, I'm going to give you a, a Reiki healing, a Reiki blessing. What I want you guys to do is just relax. Those of you that feel comfortable, you can close your eyes and take three deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose. Exhaling out through the mouth. Breathing in through your nose. Exhaling out through your mouth. Breathing in through your nose. Exhaling out through your mouth. Notice as you exhale that pain, that tension in your body. You felt it decrease. If your pain is at a 10, it's now at a level 8. As you feel the energy flowing through your body, you feel tingling, vibrations, you feel warm sensation in certain parts of your body, all over your body. That pain level that you thought you felt was a level is now a level 6. That discomfort that you felt is gone. Now the pain level that's at a level six is level four. As you feel more peaceful, more calm, more relaxed, more independent. Feel that pain now. Notice it's at a level four. Now it's at a level two. We're going to hold it right there just for a moment. I want y'all to know that this is real. I want y'all to feel energy. Feel this energy. I feel it. Every everyone that's in this room, everyone that's on this live, everyone that will see bless. I want you all to say these three words, or say these words to me. I am open to receive. I am open to receive divine love. Divine love. Light. Light. And healing. And healing. We say it three times. Three times to affirm. Receive divine, divine love, love, divine light, light and divine healing. One more time. Open to receive. Open to receive divine love, light, light and healing. That pain level that you thought was level two is now going to go.
thought you felt is from a pain that, that, that was in your neck and your shoulders. That tenseness is gone. Now you feel peace and calm and you're wondering how did this happen? It happened because you allowed it to happen. It happened because through me, through you. And you affirm that you are here. You affirm that that pain is gone. How do y'all feel? Y'all, y'all feel, feel good? Tax good in the chat. If y'all, if y'all felt, felt that energy, energy felt good in the chat. Tax good in the chat. How you feel, brother? Brother P. Stiller, how you feel? Good. You what? What did you notice when I was doing it? I at the near the end started to notice like more a relaxation and the tension in my back really lessened too. And have you ever experienced this before? Mm, well, I know with me, like I'm, I'm so like in my brain, cerebral. I'm learning to be more sensitive to vibes, but I, I did feel it a little. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you guys so will feel this. This isn't a joke. This is definitely not a joke. So, I, you know, guys, to, to really, really explore this option. Okay. Reiki transcends time, space, and dimensions. I'm in the Midwest. What state do you in, brother? Vegas. He's in Vegas. He felt. You all. It's like it's like a slight heat. It almost feels like maybe the heater is on a little bit, but. Like subtle, like very subtle. And, and, and it works on people. People, it works on everybody a little differently. Some of you might feel the heat. Some of you might feel the cold. Some of you might feel tingling or vibrations, but you definitely feel it. Yeah. Shout out to Young Leaper. So anyway. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm a, I appreciate you guys. Send me a DM if you're interested in receiving uh, uh, Reiki sessions with me. If you're interested in receiving classes, online classes, I'm here to teach you. I'm a certified Reiki master teacher in Usui Reiki, Kundalini Reiki, uh, Reiki massage, animal Reiki, and I do uh, Chikara Reiki. I'm, I'm attuned to a lot of different modalities, all right? So I started to hear science catch up to it, too. I, I hate to interrupt, but what do you think about the whole notion where, like, uh, someone was saying there's so much electricity in just one cell and Reiki was like drawing on that electrical energy in your cells and, and, and like pushing it. Absolutely. It's coming from the universe. It's divine universal energy is all it is. You know, and right. then receive it once you open, once you allow yourself to open up to heal yourself. Right? So this is God working through me to you, through you, to you, right? So we're all electrical beings. We're all connected and interconnected in this world. We're we're all part and parcel of this universal world. Word. I love it. All right, guys. I appreciate you so much for tuning in uh, to this uh, podcast with the Peace Dealer and myself. I am Dr. King Ya. Check out my page. Um, again, uh, happy, you know, breast ca- we want to say to those victims of breast cancer and domestic violence, we want to, uh, to encourage you to stay strong those that have Those passed have away, away from, from either breast, breast cancer, cancer, any form of cancer, cancer form of domestic violence, <laughs> we send we love and healings healing to your family. family. And we remember and you we now as our ancestors. ancestors. We ask we for ask you to God to God protect God. those that you have uh, left behind. Amen to that. Definitely, definitely, brother. This has definitely been real. Hopefully, I can be allowed to save this one. So we'll see what happens with this. Amen to that. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right. Thank y'all so much. Uh, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness is next month for the month of November. I know it's not advertised. Y'all don't see it around social media, but Pancreatic Cancer. My sister, April Rock, 35, passed away of stage four pancreatic cancer. So I want to remember her as well. Pancreatic Cancer next month. I appreciate you guys. Love you. Respect me, bro. The Peace Dealer is in the house. Shout out to all of y'all. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Peace and love. Hey, y'all. What's up? I'm Dr. King. Y'all and joining us real soon will be the peace dealer. The peace dealer will be joining us momentarily. We're going to be talking about quite a few things. So just tune in. He'll be with us in just a few moments. Y'all don't think he's with me, do you? Say something, bro. What it do? Say it again. I don't think they heard you. What it do, what it is. <laughs> Got the Got peace, peace dealer coming, coming to you live and direct. So this brother is...